Hello beautiful people and welcome back to another episode of the Excel Beyond Excellence podcast. In today's episode, as you can probably tell by the title, we're going to be talking about all things savings. Now, obviously I started this um, podcast in February of this year, February 2021. And I realized that I haven't actually spoken about saving. So I've spoken about things around it. I've spoken about, you know, the emergency fund, the mindset of budgeting and the likes, but I haven't actually dedicated an episode of just savings and all things saving. Um, So I thought, it will be a good opportunity, especially at this time, to kind of go over the things that we should already know. Or if it's your first time coming across this, then grab a notebook and pen um, so that you can take a few things away from um, today's episode. Now, when we speak about saving, it we first have to also speak about the mindset of saving. Now, it's similar to the mindset of budgeting because I do believe that they go hand in hand. So please do check out that episode as well. But we need to tackle with the mindset of saving because um, the mindset is basically established set of attitudes held by someone. And it's from this mindset that a lot of our decision making, you know, comes from, you know, our mindset set precedents for our actions to follow. And so it is important to not just deal with the fruits, but also deal with the root and, and begin to prune and do things so that our fruits will become a reflection of our roots, which is our mindset. So, um, that is something that I'm going to continuously speak about because our mindset is important. If you believe that the concept of saving is a concept and it's hard concept to grasp, then it will become hard for you to start saving. If you believe, you know, that saving um, is a fact of holding into your holding on to your money and it comes from a place of scarcity then you'll be saving from a place of scarcity rather than an abundant mindset and that's where the struggle the real struggle begins because the struggle is not the money that you're saving but the struggle is the fact that you have to save and seeing it as restrictive seeing it as you know something that you have to meddle and fight through and it becomes like an obstacle cause when in actual fact it becomes so much more easier when you realize that you're saving from an abundant mindset that because of x y and z this is why I'm putting money away rather than I'm putting money away because of x y and z so it's a it's a mental shift it's a perspective shift um shifting from the limited view of money to the abundance that you want to live in the future and also the future self um, that will look back to your current self now and be grateful for. And also one thing that I want us to realize that it's easy for us to look back and be like, oh my gosh, if I started saving from three years ago, I would have made so much more money. And that sometimes deters people from starting even now because they feel like they've lost out from years and months of um, things that they could have done. But there is no better time than the present. There is no better time than now. If you missed yesterday, your best time is now. Not tomorrow, it's now. And so I want to... I want you to come to a place and understanding that the best time to save is now. 
you know, if you're thinking, oh yeah, when I start getting my money up, I'll start saving. When I start, you know, working full time, then I'll start saving. And all these things, it's it's nice. But like I said in previous episodes, you're not building the discipline to be able to save the little. And if you're not saving your little now, you will not save much when you receive much. And that's because you haven't built the the level of discipline you haven't built that level of motivation and you definitely don't have that mindset so it is important to think about our mindset when um, when it comes to saving that we're not doing this from a place of scarcity we're not doing this from a place of because we are broken we want to hold on to every penny we're doing this because we are looking at the bigger picture we're doing this because maybe we want to be financially free and you know at the time we hit x amount of age you know and it will look different for every single person it will look different for everybody's journey so it is a it's a good place to start where you start evaluating your mindset that why do i find it so hard to save why do i find it so challenging to save why do i find it so easy to dip into my savings because i'm someone personally that my goals are staring me head on on the face that hardly anything can deter me from my savings journey. And and I'm not saying that life doesn't happen. Life does happen sometimes, you know. There is that chance where you have to take money out of savings because, you know, something happened and things like that. But that's why I speak about, you know, having an emergency fund for things emergency related that does not take away from your goal. So if you haven't listened to that, I will also recommend um, so that it saves me from repeating what an emergency fund is. But in essence, an emergency fund is something, a fund, a pot of money that is there to aid you and save you from a rainy day or for a time where you need money the most and does not take away from your original saving goals. So the few things that I've noted that I want you to consider is what is your financial goal? A goal is an aim or a desired result. But a lot of people that I have had the opportunity to speak to don't necessarily have like um, a tangible, realistic goal that they're looking at. So they're just you know, some people will say, oh yeah, I'm just saving, you know, saving for the future. It's nice. It sounds cute, but it's very vague and it's very broad because what about your future are you saving for? Are you saving for a car? Are you saving for a holiday? Are you saving for further education? Are you saving for a house, a mortgage? Are you saving, you know, there are so many things. And some, some of us, you know, are, are coming to a place where we're even starting to save for a wedding and our marriage now. And it's, fine there's no shame about that even if there's no one there at the moment that you don't want to get there and then be like oh I don't actually have money to fund the wedding that I've been desiring for so long for do you know what I mean like once you're able to identify your goal it will be so much more easier to set the parameters for it um I would also recommend putting like a monetary figure to this you know saying that I want to by the end of the year I want to save about 10,000 pounds or something like that so it's not just I'm saving for a house to it actually research with you know based on your current salary your current predicament how much do you need to realistically save for a deposit and then start working towards that and a lot of us fall at the first hurdle of saving because we don't have a realistic tangible goal our aims are too um broad our desired results is too broad and so it's hard for us to achieve it so we need to come to a place where we can narrow it down and set realistic parameters the second thing i would say is 
what is the desired time frame. I truly believe our time frame will be able to tell us how realistic our goal is because we can then compare it to our predicament and then adjust accordingly. I have, you know, the opportunity to speak to um, various people who um, they're accountable to me and um, I ask them, you know, what is your goal in our initial meetings and things like that? And, you know, they, they say their goal, how much they want to save and by when. And so if they say, okay, they want to save like £10,000 in the next five months. In their heads, in their minds, it sounds very realistic. It sounds fine. It sounds cool. No challenging. But when you then see it and say, okay, to save £10,000 in the next five months, that means you need to be saving 2k every month. Then you need to look at your income. Is this realistic? In my current predicament, is this realistic? If it's not, it doesn't mean you scrap your goal in its entirety, but you then probably need to increase your time frame that, okay, I can't do this in the next five months, but I can do this in the next 10 months and I can save a thousand pounds every month. Yes, it may take you longer, but you will reach your goal at the end of it. So um, I may personally feel that you know, something is not realistic with my salary, with my lifestyle. Um, And so I know that, okay, I said I wanted to save it in five months, but looking at my predicament, I can save this in 12 months. It doesn't take away from the fact that you are still doing it, but a lot of us fall away from the side because we realize that, okay, this is not possible, so I'm not going to do it. No, it's not possible for the time frame that you've set, but it is possible. So that's one thing I want us to consider. Another hurdle that can cause us to stumble is the fact that um, at the first sight of this, we do not consider paying ourselves first. That's after our thrives and, you know, our givings and all of that. We should see our goals and our future self as important to pay ourselves first. So this means that you save, then spend what you have left rather than spending and saving what is left. This becomes so much more harder to save in the long run and achieve your goal and your desired outcome that we spoke about, um, which is the first point, because we are doing everything else to please the now, to gratify and satisfy the now that we are neglecting our future self. And so when it comes to saving, all of a sudden, we can only save £100. If that, we can only save £50. And even with, with the people that are accountable to me, and even in this season, I've been able to shift their mindset and say, no, you don't save what is left. You save first, and then you apportion and allocate and budget what is left for all the other areas. And it's been working. Why? Because they've changed the way that they do things. And so I want to pose that to you. That's something that I do personally. I make sure that I quote unquote pay myself first after tithes and offering and all of that. And then everything else gets allocated and budgeted into its um, respective funds. And it's working. So that's some things that I want you to consider. Now I want 
to speak about the things that we can do to save better. The first thing will be to check the type of account that is suitable for us. This also goes back to our, what our goal is. So if our goal is for the short term, you know, maybe in the next few months to a year or a year or two, then we're looking at short term saving. Then maybe the account that would be beneficial for you is m- maybe like an easy saving account or an ISA that brings, you know, high interest ex- quote unquote high interest because what is high interest in this day and age right like 0.01 percent return but it's better for it to be there than your current account and if it's long term however then you know maybe you're thinking I don't know like a passion project you're thinking retirement and pensions I know right (laughs) like if you're thinking that far back then it would make no sense to obviously open an easy savers account or an ISA well well, there are some ISAs like the lifetime ISA that you can but it would be best I would say to maybe put that kind of money into an investment account rather because it yields a higher return and you make more money on top of your money rather than than what you would if it was just an easy savers account that you can take your money here out and there and stuff like that so um then looking at an investment account will be more beneficial second thing that i can't stress enough and i always say this but automate your savings you know it's such a godsend thing for anybody struggling to physically transport money from one account to another from your current account to your savings account then the best thing will be to set up a standing order a standing order is like direct debit but it's something you set up yourself that goes from your current account to your savings account and it does it every month for you or how frequently you want it to be done. So you can just go on your bank, um, mobile banking app or online banking app and set up your direct um your standing order to say from every second day of the month that it's going to automatically take £500 to my savings account. Before you know it, before you blink, the money is gone. A lot of us maybe struggle to do, to manually do it because, you know, we forget or other things come up or things like that. But it's best to establish the base minimum of what you can save every month and use that as a standing order. And if you can save more, then you can manually move it. Me personally, I like both doing it myself and automating my savings because I actually enjoy the satisfaction of moving money but maybe I'm just weird okay so don't be like me if it doesn't work for you and the third thing that I will say is use tools to help you reach your desired goals there are so many things out there that we can use Um, one thing that I personally love is cashback services and sites such as top cashbacks they have like every shop that you will need on there so you can use it um if you're going to buy something for example you're going to buy something on amazon you use that link and you get money back if you're going to use some you if you're going to buy something from boohoo misguided you know for my ladies and all of these things um i think asos all of these things are on there and you can use this um website it's not going to take anything from you it doesn't charge you to use it but it gives you money back for using that platform it's there's no catch. There's no catch. So you can use that um, to help you boost your savings because it can literally help you put money in place. Another thing that we can use, you can use that I personally use is airtime rewards that goes towards your phone bill. 
So if you, it, it works like a cashback, but it goes towards your phone bill. So it has selected stores there. So if you go to a store and you use your card, it will register with them that you've used your card at this shop and you'll get a percentage back and you can claim it against your phone bill. So for a month, you could be, you know, spending less on your phone bill. Another, other things that you can use is like roundup options. You know, a lot of banks have it now. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, fintech banks like Monzo, Starling, I believe they have that roundups and things like that. They can round off your, your expenditure and then take it to your savings. So that's something that you can use. Um, there are so many um, platforms like even from the top of my head, you can use like budgeting apps. You can use um, things that will basically see, I think it's Plum. Yeah, Plum. Um, that's something that I've recommended to other people in the past where it takes money and it, it basically just invests that money. Um, so it looks at how much money you can save and it takes that from your account and then it invests that money. And so before you know it, money is growing, your money is growing and it can, you know, aid you. Other things that I would say, use budgeting templates as it helps you see how well you're saving, where your money is going to, and it will allow you to cut expenditure. Also delete apps that you're not using. Delete um, if your savings account is different from your current account and you can delete the app, delete the app so that you don't see how much you're saving, especially if it's like long term or for a short term, but you still need to be um, strict and disciplined. Also, the fourth thing I would say is cancel any unnecessary subscriptions and negotiate new prices. I love that recently someone t told me how much they're spending on their phone bill. And I said, what? Call them up. I was like, sis, call them up, negotiate better prices. They're like, oh, no, but it's OK. I'm happy with what I'm paying. I said, no, because they can offer you so much more. They can offer you better deals. All you got to tell them, you know, for a cheeky, I'm going to leave you if, you know, <laughs> and they'll will, they will be shaking in their boots and they'll try and keep you on. Um, they have every, well, I don't want to say every, but majority of companies have like loyalty teams that want to offer you their, their good prices so that they keep you. And if they don't keep you, then there is cheaper out there go on price comparison websites and just compare pricings a lot of us are just lazy to change vendors or change providers but honestly it helps you so much better um, save you know coins here and there and subscriptions that you're not using I remember one of the EBE events and I, I was talking about you know subscriptions that we use and I think I've mentioned it here before but one person was like they have two gym memberships why 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 <laughs> just cancel it if especially if you're not gonna go so definitely these are the few things that I can say there's so much more but I believe that if you start from these this place of the things that I've said that it will be beneficial to you and um you'll achieve your saving goals so much more quicker and easier and it won't become like a burden you know going back to the mindset it shouldn't be a burden, especially if we're thinking about, you know, the greater good of the our future self and our financial future. But we can't also just think about the now. And there should be a healthy balance. I definitely agree that there should be a healthy balance. But we need to first shift the mindset um, because the mindset is what 
makes us perceive something to be a burden or for us to perceive something as an opportunity. We see this time that we have to save as an opportunity to invest in our future rather than a burden of the now. So I hope that, you know, this was helpful. Let me know as well, because I'm constantly learning. I'm, I have nowhere by any means achieved, you know, this perfect saving strategy. But these things have helped me along the way. And I want to hear from you as well. What kind of things have helped you along the way? What things helped you in the past that are not helping you so much now? And one thing that is helping you now. So let me know. Be interactive. Hit me up. Share this podcast with a loved one and anybody that you want them to be in pursuit of um, managing their money better and saving for the goal, for the passion project, for the holiday. Anything. Further education for a wedding. Whatever it may be, whatever you're saving for, set the parameters for it. Put a monetary figure on it. Work your desired time frame. Um, look at the hurdles that are stopping you. Make sure you pay yourself first. Um, other things that I spoke about is checking the accounts that are suitable for you, um, whether it's long-term or short-term, automating your savings so that... Um, it directly takes money from one account to the other, using tools that will help you reach your desired goals and cancelling any unnecessary subscriptions and negotiating new prices. I hope that this episode was good for you and you took something away from it. And with that being said, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being present. Thank you for sharing. And I pray that God blesses you to live an abundant and a meaningful life. Remember to excel beyond excellence. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.